Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our final session on boosting employee engagement and connection, which is the key to retention and productivity. We have today with us Ari Gunsberg. Hey, Ari, how you doing? Welcome back. Doing awesome. Thanks. Hey, uh, before we jump into the final conversation here, how can our listeners best connect with you to get information on your books, uh, to book you for speaking and more? The best URL to remember is basically just my name, ariguns.com, A-R-I-G-U-N-Z.com. Think of it as guns with a Z, ariguns.com. That will take people directly to the best website at all times. Excellent. Awesome. So let's continue our conversation about employee engagement. And again, for our listeners, engagement is about people that are happy and willing to help the company achieve their goals. (laughs) That's really the best way to summarize it. It's not just about being happy. It's not just about, you know, um, letting people go home early or giving them a pat on the back back for when they're doing a great job. It's all of this combined and making sure people feel safe to bring up their concerns. I have a feeling JC has some uh, statistics for us. According to Gallup, the U.S. employee engagement rate fell to a dismal 34% this year, the first drop in a decade. Managers and healthcare workers suffered the greatest drop, which is likely to have an impact on the output of many businesses. To understand the potential consequences of that trend, it's critical to first understand why employee engagement is important. Employees' mental health, overall performance, and much more benefit of a sense of belonging at work is instrumental. According to Harvard Business Review, belonging is responsible for a 56% increase in job performance, a 50% reduction in turnover risk, and a 75% reduction in sick days. Back to you. (laughs) <laughs> I love the the uh, podcast voice there. Uh, this is why I cannot do this without my co-host, JC. Let, the one thing that, you know, really uh, touched home there was the sense of belonging, which is why we have Ari here. And, you know, my there's so many things that if people don't feel, even if they're not being discriminated against, even if they're not being harassed or just, you know, you know, feeling made to feel uncomfortable, if they don't feel they belong to a team, whether that's a sports team, whether it's their team at work, whether it's their family, they're going to just stop showing up for work and have absenteeism, lower productivity, and definitely feel burnout. All right, in your line of work, do you talk to people a lot about burnout? Uh, so if somebody is specifically looking to target burnout, I do have a couple of friends and associates that I would recommend to them. So if somebody's kind of like t- touching upon burnout peripherally, then I would, you know, the, what I talk about would definitely hits it peripherally. But but for like a burnout expert, there are specific burnout experts and whatnot. Um, yeah, there's an, there's an experts for everything. Yeah, we can't be <laughs> experts for everything, right? It, it's the truth, though. I exactly. I literally just sent a, a message to a stranger that I don't even know that just announced a HR consulting practice. And I was like, thank you, because we need more of us. There's not enough of us to go around. And I'd be more than happy to, 
you know, figure out what you're doing so I could send work your way that I can't do or that I'm not the best expert for. So I appreciate the fact that you're saying I'm not the one to do that, but I have connections. JC has some uh, information on burnout, I believe. Yeah, I I don't. I have a question for Ari and for you, though, actually, about this very specific thing. When, When we're talking about putting people first and we're talking about engagement of employees and everything that we've talked about within this series, isn't it? At the end of the day, a form of like transformative leadership, trying to move that needle from A to B, shift that mindset in a way. Curious. Yeah, a hundred percent. So first of all, just touching back upon that burnout thing. If you want, I can definitely connect you with my burnout guy. Maybe have a podcast episode with him specifically oh, about awesome. burnout because burnout is a burnout is such a core problem that's happening right now. Right? This it's it's. I'm not sure if it's a symptom of the disengagement or if the disengagement is a symptom of the burnout or if it's a little bit of both, but there is, as you're saying, like there is this massive, massive people problem that we are currently experiencing. And, and so the more that we can bring leadership on board with the tools and the programs and the things that will help, the better things will be. And, and definitely, I mean, when we can transform our leadership style, when we can integrate the five keys to greatness or any program that will change the way that we work with people or deal with people, it it definitely makes it better. Um, You know, something that was coming to mind when you were bringing up this whole like concept of belonging and disengagement and everything else. uh, I'm going to bring up an old movie, right? That a lot of people probably have fond memories about, but you know, remember the mighty ducks? Uh Yeah. So, so in the mighty ducks, right. They bring Adam banks, right. The star player on the Hawks. I think if I'm remembering this correctly, the star player on the Hawks, they re- find out that the district is actually different and he's supposed to be on the Ducks, right? So all of a sudden they have a new player on their team, but all the kids think that he's a Hawk and he's trying to sit there desperately, desperately trying to feel like he's part of the team because he just wants to play hockey, right? Meanwhile, his dad's like, oh, I'm going to get you. He's like, I just want to play hockey. That's all I want to do, but I want to play on a team and the team is, play- is, is not giving him that sense of belonging until they feel like he's contributed enough to become part of the team. So this is like... From that leadership perspective, right, when you have somebody new coming onto your team, you, you need to do what you can to bring the new person in, but you also need to do what you can to get the old people, not the old people, but the people who were there previously, <laughs> Thank to, <you. laughs> to extend their arms, to extend their arms and bring that person into the fold, right? It, it, the leader is going to be the one that is the most responsible for, for creating that cohesion between the, 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 the new entries to the team and the the team that existed previously but the team members are also going to be a part of it and it's the leadership's responsibility to explain or to at least first of all definitely to demonstrate to them but also to express to them that like we need to do everything that we can to bring this person into the team as quickly as possible right to help create that trust and cohesion and belonging because if you have a team of whatever the number of people it is a hundred people and 10 new people join the team. So now it's 110 and those 10 people feel like, you know, it's, it's a waste of, of 10 vital resources that obviously the HR department and the management and everybody thought was necessary mm-hmm. for this team to function properly. All right. That might be a large team, but whatever the case, you know, it might be 10 people and you put one person and that's, that could be a, a 10% or greater additional output. But if the person doesn't feel like they're part of things, then they're never going to be able to come in and, and, and make things really happen and everything. So it's, it's really important to just kind of like give to, to recognize. And, and I think this is like a, a real 
easy illustration because I'll bet you most people who are listening to this, uh, for sure in the States and probably around the world, have watched The Mighty Ducks, such a popular movie back in the day. Um, if you haven't watched it, you know, pull it up, pop it in with your kids. It's a great, it's a great feel-good sports movie from back in the '90s and whatnot. And 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 you can re- you can see so clearly the difference. And, and yeah, maybe it's melodramatic and it's done in a movie and it's done in Hollywood and, and blah blah blah. But you can see so clearly the difference. The difference when he first joins the, this other team and he doesn't feel like he belongs, right? So he's not putting forth his best effort and he's not really trying and he's not nothing's really working. And then later on in the movie, when I'm like. All of a sudden, the kids are like, yeah, you're part of our team. We're going to get them for you. And, and it, it changes everything for both sides, for the existing team and for the new teammates. And, yeah. and you know, so, so creating that greater sense of belonging, I think, uh, you know, the, the more that we can see how to do it or recognize that we should do it, the better off we all are. According yeah. to those stats, again, from Harvard Business Review, where belonging is responsible for that 56% increase in job performance. It's also responsible for a 50% reduction in turnover risk and a 75% reduction in sick days. Yeah, for the uh, financial people that are listening, that's money, 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 money that um, goes away when people do not feel like they have a sense of belonging and they're certainly not going to be engaged and want to help the company win and succeed. Ari, the one thing that I really got out of that story that you just told me right now or told us right now is the fact that it's not too late to make people feel like they belong. So if you've screwed it up because you're like, whoop, didn't even think about this um, in your personal life or in your in your work life, you know, and you're seeing an employee that's unengaged, they're calling out, they're not getting work projects done, they're not catching on. Uh, maybe they're not going to lunch with the team or even chatting with the team. It's not too late to say something's going on. I need to figure out what it is and how I can make this person feel that they belong here. So don't just think that we're talking about this today about just new hires. There's always time to turn that ship around. Sometimes you're going to find out it's a little too late for some people because they've already accepted a job somewhere else or hit the lottery or whatever it is. But, you know, if we're making people feel like they belong, you are going to lean more towards employee engagement and you're going to have more results. And that means the financial results as well. It takes a certain amount of training, though, doesn't it, Wendy, when it comes to uh, building those leadership skills to bridge the gap like what Ari was describing? Absolutely. I mean, I can't stress this enough. I say it all the time. You could have a manager who has been um, in the company for 10 years, but they only been a manager for six months. You can't just be for promote people to management. You shouldn't, you can, but you shouldn't promote people to management without giving them any training on how you do things at your organization, not how you do things at a different organization. And I see that so much that we're desperate to keep employees because um, we don't, there's a shortage of workers in the entire world, not just in the United States that we promote them to a fancy leadership title, but we've given them no training whatsoever. Please, listeners, don't do that. Even if you have to give them something to say, hey, over the next six months, we're going to train you. You have to, you know, make sure you're on top of that. Ari, any final words before we wrap up in part today? Just follow your gut. You know, a lot of us have good instincts. We just don't necessarily trust it. So when your gut seems like it's probably saying the right thing, but you're not sure if it's really the right thing, follow your gut. You know, we we have a lot more 
capacity to, to make the right decision than sometimes we give ourselves credit for. That's excellent advice. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, Ari Gunsberg, for joining us. Make sure you connect with him on LinkedIn and buy all of his children's books and his adult books, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure spending the time with you. All right. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.